All right. Hey, dude. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Brain Dump Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Wallacher, with the Roxology Method, which includes courses, journals, one-on-one coaching, and oh, so much more. Here, we like to talk about how to have the dream life and body now without needing to wait for certain expectations and working yourself into the ground in order to do it. We create it with the life and struggles and issues that you have now in order to make it work and fully believe and reset and readjust your mindset into knowing that it is possible to have it all now. So um, I've been a little MIA lately and this past week has been a bit of a rough one, but I do want to talk about it because (laughs) life happens. Life happens and it has been a lot of applying all the things that I've been working on now And I wanted to share like four instances that I know for me personally in the past and still currently because I'm still actively working through it um, will be beneficial because it's one thing to work on this stuff and to see it through and actually have it happen. But it's another thing to actually do it in real time because it's still going to be hard. It's still going to be difficult. It's still going to be a change because it's different than what your natural go to is but it doesn't have to be. So um, here's how to apply self-growth in real time. Here's these four little steps. So this past week, my car got hit. (laughs) It was parked on the street. Um, Kid ran into it. Oh, there's a spider on the wall. Distracted. Uh, Kid ran into it, completely wrecked it, Um, not drivable. Uh, Still can drive uh, from when it got towed, but um, bumper is gone. The exhaust is hanging. Um, Some things were kind of missing. So it's definitely going to need some work. But that happened Tuesday night. And on Tuesdays, I'm off from work. So I was staying over at my boyfriend's. So off on Tuesday, (laughs) stayed over, was dealing with that. And then it's just been a lot of trying to get insurances to cover. And it's two different two different insurances. Um, mine, my company is different than the guy that hit me. So it's been trying to get a hold of that, um, making it all work out. And it has been a process because I don't like relying on people. I don't like being that vulnerable. Um, I lost that, uh, freedom and independence because I do not have a vehicle and I need it in order to get to work, get to the gym, be able to do things that I would like to do, even just get groceries. So it's been a process, but I wanted to share four things that I've realized have um, really been a test for that. One is accepting help. Two is actually sharing. Uh, Three is accepting I don't have control. And four has been addressing fears and also past blocks. So let's just walk through that. So the first one, accepting help. So I don't have a vehicle right now. Luckily, I was at my boyfriend's. He lives in town. Um, where I work and work out. So it was easy for him to be able to drive me. He uh, has an office job that he's able to do from home and has the luxury of being able to drive me the couple miles that it is from one place to the other, which I have been super grateful for. And, um, but also hard (laughs) because I'm playing it in my head that he is having to chauffeur me around. He is having to um, drive me to class and pick me up, drive me to work and pick me up unless I get a ride from a coworker, which has also been super helpful, but it's still hard accepting that help because I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to put somebody out of their normal schedule and routine, and it's not like me to do that. But I would love to be able to 
help somebody else out in that situation because it is no big deal to drive somebody home, to drive somebody to the gym, to drive somebody to work, um, especially when it's not like completely out of the way. It is still very local. So one of those things of I wouldn't mind if somebody else asked me or I wouldn't be harsh on somebody else, but I'm going to be harsh on myself. Um, the same way we tend to pick apart ourselves or our bodies of, I would never say that or think that about somebody else, but that's something that's very normal for me. So why are we our own worst enemies? Um, so it's been a lot of that and all throughout this has been verbalizing that concern or fear. And even just saying like, I'm working through it. This is a growth period. It's not fun. It's not easy. I'm not doing it very well, but I am making progress. So, um, that's how I've been doing that one. And the more open and honest you are with people and telling them kind of where you're at, even though like, this is really hard. I don't like this. I feel uncomfortable, but I know it's good for me. And it's literally just getting a ride and it's going to take a few minutes, if anything, to get me to where I need to be. And that's okay. And I'm going to trust that this is going to be okay. And just talking through it because it's good for the other person to know where you're at as well. So it's not like, them questioning or overthinking, is it something that I'm doing? Is it something that I did wrong? What's going on? Just everybody's aware of where everyone else is sitting. So accepting help in the form of car rides has been really big this past week. Um, sharing. So I, I don't know where, I don't know why, I don't know what happened that um, I don't like to share my life really, which is weird coming from somebody that uh, overly shares on the internet, but it's about things that I'm okay with things that have happened. It's it, here's the thing. It's about things that have happened in the past, things that I've worked through, things that, um, are no big deal to me anymore. But in real time, I don't, I don't really share about current things that are going on with people in my everyday life. Like, about just even minuscule things. It doesn't even need to be about big things, but just minuscule things. I don't really share with anyone. It's it's kind of pulling teeth to even do anything. And that's why I've had breakdowns in the past and had a full podcast about it. But I shared with some people that I got my car hit and I showed pictures and that was so weird and so uncomfortable. And I know it's not, it's not pretty the first time. <laughs> I was about to leave the gym. Um, two of the people that I know were still there, just kind of making small talk. And I was really awkward about like, I have something to say, but I don't want to share about me to feel like, oh, woe is me. Like, oh, feel sorry for me that I got my car hit. Like, I don't want to come across that. And I think that's just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. People in your life that actually care about you want to know what's going on, good and bad. And it's not a sympathy thing if you are just sharing facts. It's not a, oh, feel bad for me. Like, you can definitely explain it in a way if that's what you're going for. But odds are we're not. <laughs> the average person that just wants to share their life and isn't looking for attention of, like, feel bad for me and make that the center of their existence. If it's something that you just want to share of, like, hey, I needed, I'm needing to, like, my car isn't in the parking lot right now. Um, my boyfriend is picking me up more. Um, I may not be at a lot of class, as many classes as I would like to because I don't have a vehicle to drive and it's one less thing that I don't want somebody to have to come and pick me up all the time. But, hey, so my car got hit. <laughs> I have my boyfriend picking me up. It was real weird. It was real awkward. But 
I'm sharing. I'm letting people know where I'm at and I'm not waiting for them to ask me. Yeah, I did have some people ask me about it because they heard from others, but, or we're asking like, I didn't see your car in the parking lot. Where is it? Or are you getting it fixed or what's going on? Are you driving a new car? What's happening? It's, 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 it's a process, (laughs) but I'm learning to share. I'm learning to share little bits of my life that it doesn't matter. Sharing that I'm going out to dinner, I'm sharing that I'm doing absolutely nothing on the weekend, but I need to get past that of, I I don't have anything planned, or just nothingness. I need to be able to share things outside of my life, and this has been a good option of opening up about that. If it were up to me beforehand, I wouldn't tell anybody that... Uh, that my car got hit or a lot fewer people would know just because I don't want that attention in the fear of people thinking that I'm just looking for attention or looking for sympathy but it's just a fact of life of what my current situation is right now and that's totally fine to share the third one is accepting that I don't have control and getting and losing that bit of independence I've lost it in many different ways over the years of like having to live at home, like not being financially sound at times and really struggling with that, not having a vehicle, like not being in my own home, like having my own home, but not having my own schedule, like feeling forced and rushed and like I can't enjoy the time now until I've created X, Y, and Z, like accepting that I don't have control when I so desperately want and even in just the smallest form what but it is a big form of your independence in going places like losing that independence is very hard it is hard to accept and work with it but but it's okay it is okay the car is in the shop now it's It's a lot of like, I can't, I've done everything that I could on my end. I called all the people that I needed to call. I filed all the things I needed to file. I got all the information I needed to get. I did everything that I could on my end. Now it's just waiting for the other person. And sometimes other people you can't just force into your timeline. It doesn't always work that way. And you need to accept that in certain situations. And the more that you're able to accept that, the less stress you are going to have in your life. And I know that that's been weighing on me lately. And I'm usually pretty good at controlling my stress in certain areas so this is just one extra way for me to grow I no longer have stress about my food and fitness Um, I'm not going to be able to go to the gym as much this week probably because um, I don't want to kind of expect that of other people and I do value my alone time a little bit more and if I'm having to sacrifice one class at the gym in order to have a few more hours to myself, then I'll do that. So I might not go to the gym, but I'm going to try and go for a run or I'll do my 100 burpees. That has been like my <laughs> set point of if I don't want to go to the gym, like this is my go-to for fitness. Um, I, I don't stress about my food and you will get to a point in, because those are my <laughs> main focuses on the people that I help and I work with, um, with your food and fitness of you will get to a point where you do care a little bit more about it once you've healed and have a better understanding and relationship with it of I'm ready to go to the next level or I'm ready to try something a little bit different or um, I'm ready to level up in my fitness. I'm at a good standstill or I'm at a good baseline of my health and fitness or my food. I'm ready for something a little bit different and I'm ready to create that and 
with the least amount of stress that I possibly can. So this is a good area for me to continue to grow. I've mastered it in certain areas, so now it's going to start to trickle into others. And accepting that the car is in the shop, I'm still waiting for insurances to come back and kind of tell me what the next steps are. Um, if I'm able to get the car in the shop sooner, which I'm really, <laughs> fingers crossed that I picked the right one, um, I will be able to have a rental car and I will be able to have a little bit more flexibility with that. Um, figuring out what I need to do and what that's going to cost as well, but accepting that I only have control of what I have control of and if it's sacrificing certain things in order to make it work and to make it better, then okay, that's what I need to do. I need to work on being flexible and understanding that I can still make the most out of any situation. And that's the biggest thing that it comes down to is realizing that your biggest power, your biggest control is in how you respond and is how you react. And your body will respond to that in a good or bad way as well. So however you want life to be and look, that's how, that's where your response will come from. And the last one is addressing fears or past blocks. So this has been the big one because, so I went to my boyfriend's on Tuesday and was just expecting to stay there Tuesday, go to the gym on Wednesday, go home. Um, it's just an overnight, but I ended up being there until Saturday. <laughs> until Saturday. He had friends over. This was already planned for like over a month or two. Um, and I was going to like meet them and hang out with them, but I wasn't expecting to be there the entire time. Neither of us were, but that's just what happens when accidents co come to be. So yeah, he's been having to drive me around. He had to drive me home to get more clothes because I had only packed for a day and I was going to be there for the rest of the week. Um, and past fears and the past relationships that I've been in like came up and if I just let them stay inside this is again with sharing if I let them just stay inside then they're going to bubble and boil over and create a problem when there really isn't one or there wasn't a need for one to be a problem so I had to address it with him and yeah we had talked about it before but it's a fantastic person this is what <laughs> a healthy relationship is it's hard coming out of like a bad experience and going into a healthy relationship one where you are able to be open and talk about things. And sometimes it is just dumping words onto the other person being like, okay, can I share something with you? And that's just kind of the, hey, I'm overthinking things. I need to talk this out real quick. But sharing about it that um, past experiences in other relation, another relationship had come up and it was interfering with my ability to move forward and trust what he was saying and believe that it wasn't going like a bad experience wasn't going to repeat itself again and knowing that what he is saying is true and not like overthinking it or putting words or thoughts in his mouth or head and he doesn't care that he has to drive me around he would trusting that he would tell me because we are adults and even though I am still working on that as well I don't need to baby him and he doesn't need to baby me we need to be vocal and open and honest and yeah we both have anxiety about relationships but that's why we talk we talk and we open up about it are you mad at me are you upset with me no I'm not okay cool it's just in my head yep that's it okay moving forward <laughs> or I, I'm trusting and believing that it's okay that I am here and it's supposed to be boys weekend and you guys are gonna hang out and watch the basketball games for March Madness but I'm here and I'm not the guys and it was supposed to be you guys and I know you said that I could come over and it was going to be fine but I still feel like I'm intruding and interrupting because it's not fully you guys but trusting that 
yeah, they did want to meet me. That's fantastic. Okay, cool. Yeah, they did want you to come over. Okay, fantastic. That's cool. I still feel like I'm overstaying and I'm still fearing that this is too much, but it's not. And you can't say that enough. And I need to be a grown-up and understand that I got the reassurance. I got the okay. He wouldn't lie to me about this because that's not who he is as a person. And if that's who I believe he is, then I need to trust that. If he decides to change that, then we will address it. (laughs) But he was being open and honest. I word vomited and dumped on him exactly what I was thinking and fearing, but also in the same breath saying... I fully understand that we have talked about this before and you have told me that it's okay, but it's still going to come up and I'm still just going to need to work through it and fully believe and trust that this is going to be okay. Wow, wasn't that fun? (laughs) This is what I mean and when I say like growth is hard, like this stuff is difficult to work through because yeah, of course it makes sense, but you still need to implement it like in action day to day. And this is where... Um, I might do podcasts on this stuff later, but, um, like I said, going into, like coming into another relationship, if you've had bad, um, experiences and relationships before, but you've worked on yourself and you worked through it on your own, they're still going to come up when you're with another person because you still need to address those things in the relationship. And that's with anything that you're working through. If you address those things with food and you finally are good with it at home, but then you go out to eat, you still need to address those things and those fears that you had going out to eat or even just eating out of Tupperware. Or if a bad situation comes up that you haven't experienced in months and your go-to is to um, binge or purge or restrict or be really destructive with food, you're going to need to address that in real time in a hard moment when your (laughs) go-to is sabotage. If you had bad experiences in the gym, you're going to need to address those in order to get back in. Maybe it's changing gyms. Maybe it's changing styles of training. But you're still going to need to address those things as you are going through it and deciding what you do and don't want, what training styles you do and don't want, what environment you do and don't want. You need to address those things in real time. Yeah, you can do all the work possible at home, reading books, journaling, all that stuff. But until you address it, in that environment, it's never going to fully change and heal. And yeah, it's going to be a process. I broke down and basically cried in class. I have not actually cried during class before. Yeah, I've had like a panic attack. Yeah, I've had bad experiences. But no, I have not actually cried during class. I didn't have any negative voices in my head for me to try and silence. It was literally just, I think everything was weighing on me. And it was something of like, I'm going to try doing more. It was Um, pull-ups and overhead squats. I was like, I'm going to try working on my pull-ups. And my body was just exhausted and not really there. And it was frustrating. And I think I was just frustrated with the whole situation of just existing at the moment. And I just kind of lost it. I went through it as much as I could. And everybody there, of course, is fantastic. And it's a wonderful place for me to have a therapy session. Um, But it's working through that stuff. It's been a year since I've been consistently working out again and it still comes up but I'm not going to beat myself up about it I'm not going to feel bad about it but it's just understanding that this stuff is what happens (laughs) this is how you actually need to work through it you can read all the books possible you can get all the self-help you can work with all the people but until you actually implement it it's never going to change anything If you read all the books and you have all the knowledge, but you don't implement it and you still stick with your old habits, that's not change. 
yeah, you might know a lot about it, but until you actually make it work and fit into your life, it's worthless information. So on that note, I'm going to plug the beginning program because if you are looking to change your relationship and view with food and fitness and your body, but also working on de-stressing, why this happens, what caused it in the past, and what you need to do moving forward, this is it. This is everything that I preach and cover and everything that I have done with my clients, both private and in courses. This is the baseline for everything as a beginning program. Um, this past couple of weeks, I've really had to do a hard look at this. Um, the night of the car getting hit, I had a complete identity crisis and breakdown. And luckily, I have a fantastic boyfriend who just kind of sat there with me, and he's fantastic, um, but really helped. And I realized I need to change things up a little bit, but um, pricing has dropped drastically with a lot of these courses, and it's because I want this to be accessible. Yes, it is still a big investment, but it is not as big as I was doing before because I was listening to other people and their thoughts in their own um, niche and market, and mine is completely different, and I need to change that. So I would highly suggest looking at the beginning program. Again, food, fitness, body image, and stress. Everything that you need to know, it's actionable, it's step-by-step -step attainable, um, it's like intuitive eating, but uh, how to step-by-step, -step, which is great. Um, what I basically did and what worked for me, how you can move forward with it. Um, fitness and changing it to movement, finding what works best for you, um, addressing past things, and it's just, it's fantastic. It's literally my heart and soul, and I realized that the last couple of recordings that I did of it. Um, you get instant access to it. It goes weekly, um, content drops, but I think I messed it up. So you get two drops every two weeks. Um, it has videos of, I would say 20 to 40 minutes and, uh, handouts to work with as well, but you get lifetime access to it. Um, there's payment, pl payment plan options, pay in full options, and the payment plans go from three to six months, I believe. So, um, and it's stuff that I would be able to pay for as well, even in my um, current situation if it was something that I really needed. And it's everything that I was looking for that I could never find. I didn't want a diet or workout plan. I wanted something that was actually going to help me figure it out for myself in my own time and way. You get lifetime access to it, like I said, and um, I'm adding in bi-monthly Q&A calls. So like I said, a lot of this stuff is going to take time. Yeah, it's basically a three-month course um, with everything that you need, but the more time you have to implement it, the more time you have to look back at it. And with me popping in six times a year to check in and see how you're doing and how you're addressing things and how I can best support you, um, it's just going to make it so much better. So if you are interested, feel free to check it out. Website again is rocksolidgymmethod.com, R-C-K-S-L-D-G-Y-M method.com. Um, all the info is there. If you're not ready to die fully in, I would highly suggest the cutting cravings in three days. Um, that's the baseline for everything and for all of my courses and private clients, I have them have that in their back pocket because it's fantastic information and <laughs> well worth it in its own self, even though it's free. So that is all I have for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I promise I've got a lot more things coming up. So stay tuned for that and have a great day. And I'll talk to you guys again very soon. Bye-bye.